Welcome to Dev Jams. This is where we talk with developers who are doing interesting, exciting, informative things that are just kind of tickling the brain when it comes to the ways that we are working with images and videos on the web and on mobile today. This program is meant to be showing the amazing developers that are doing this work. And because this program is developed by Cloudinary, they are probably using Cloudinary for pushing the boundaries of what images and videos can be on the web today. My name is Sam Brace, and I am the Senior Director of Customer Education and Community at Cloudinary. And for every single one of these programs, we are joined by Jen Brisman, who is a technical curriculum engineer here at Cloudinary and a member of my customer education team. So Jen, I am so excited to have you here for today's episode. Hey, happy to be here. So Jen, we're going to be talking with Matt Kane, who is a principal engineer at Netlify. And he's developed a project called Unpick, which basically creates a very agnostic way of looking at content delivery networks and making it very easy for developers, regardless if they're using a service like Cloudinary or they're using other services that use content delivery networks, let's say like Contentful or Shopify, it allows for them to be able to deliver a lot of those things without missing a lot of the components along the way. So I'm very, very excited to talk with Matt, but I'd love to find out from you why are you excited for today's program? Yeah, so, you know, it can take a lot of work to deliver performant images. And what Matt's created is just a really easy, simple way to do this with Cloudinary. And as you said, other CDNs. And I'm just excited to hear how it works and hopefully inspire some people to use Unpick. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you'll see on my screen here, we are showing the main website that we have for this Unpick project that Matt has developed. That's going to be unpick, so that's U-N-P-I-C dot picks, which is P-I-C-S. So make sure to check out unpick dot picks for a lot of the information. Also, we will be diving into the open GitHub repository for the overall project, and that's going to be at Matt's overall GitHub handle and many different projects and repositories that he has there as well. So we'll, of course, have that as show links, and that one will be a little bit harder to say out loud and to spell out the way I did with the unpicks.pick example. And of course, as always, before we get into today's episode, make sure that you know that we are putting out podcasts on the regular, constantly. And we've done this for many years now at Cloudinary. So if you want to learn from developers like Matt, but others that have been doing amazing things with images and videos on the web, then take a chance to dive into some of the podcast episodes that we have here at cloudinary.com slash podcasts or even communicate with some of those developers and share some of your own best practices and learn from others at our Cloudinary community, which is community.cloudinary.com. So with that said, and that little bit of bumps for all the things we're going to be talking about here today, let's bring on our friend, Mr. Matt Kane. So Matt, great to have you here. Hey, good to see you. So Matt, We've talked a little bit about you. We've said nice things saying that you work at Netlify, who of course is an amazing company. We love Netlify here at Cloudinary. But give us a little bit of detail for yourself. Tell us about who you are and maybe also lead into why did this unpick thing start to become an overall project that you developed? Yeah, hi. Well, um, yeah, so I've been I've been working on the things on the web since, well, since the 20th century. So it's something that I'm, I've kind of, I've been around the block a bit um, and I've been kind of worked in all the, all these different areas of web and mobile. Um, 
And yeah, as you as you said, I've I'm currently working at Netlify, but I've really I'm kind of particularly particularly love open source um, at Netlify. Um, a lot of my work has been on uh, making web frameworks work well on Netlify. So I, you know, do the integrations with Next.js and Gatsby and Astro and all these, all the, all the top frameworks. Um, and then before that, uh, so I've been there, I've been at Gap, Netlify for about two years, a bit over two years. And then before that, I was at Gatsby, where I was on the open source team there as well. So I've, um, I kind of very much uh lived and breathed the web in my career like for most of my adult life and so it's something that i've kind of i've just really the thing i love at the moment is working in all of these different sorts of open source projects so this is this is kind of where i've come from with uh with my work on unpick it's sort of bringing together all these different parts of the things that i like working on whether that is the the front-end frameworks or um images and open source so then talk to me about Unpick a little bit here, because we've mentioned that this is something that's addressing something that's happened quite a bit where there's a lot of services that are using content delivery networks. As we pointed out, Cloudinary does do this, where a lot of our images that are delivered, they're being delivered and being using content delivery networks to make sure that it's easy for people in different parts of the world to access it quickly, the caching mechanisms that are associated with it. We have plenty of content to talk about why CDNs are fantastic. But we're not the only ones, of course. We're, as I mentioned earlier, contentful content management systems. A lot of times we'll be using different forms of content delivery network that's going to be there. Um, maybe I said that correctly. Let me make sure I said it right. Contentful is a content <laughs> management system that is using a content delivery network. Make sure I didn't mess <laughs> that up. And then also to say that again, there's other services that are much more, they're, they're kind of CMS-like, but also that are much more tied to e-commerce and have other mechanisms that make them different than a CMS, like a Shopify. And they mm -hmm. also use content delivery networks. So talk to me about why the Unpick project was being developed, maybe also addressing what's happening with all of this CDN usage now today. Absolutely. So the from my background on this and the way, kind of the way that I came into this is that um, some, if a lot of people might know Gatsby um, and if people, when people were using um, Gatsby when it was first coming out, one of the first things that people loved about Gatsby so much was its image handling, because it was one of the first frameworks that did all of the image resizing and generating image tags and everything for you. Um, because, you know, five years ago, it was not something that was easily done. It's kind of table stakes now for a framework to be able to do some sort of handling of images. Um, but at the time it was very, it was very unusual. So, um, one of the projects that I worked on at Gatsby was the um, their image plugin. So it was their um, the Gatsby image plugin, which was completely rewritten um, a few years ago. was the, was like kind of my my pet project that I was one of the things that I worked on. So that's how I got really down and fully you know fully in the world of web images and you know knowing my AVIFs from my WebPs and knowing about like where these, you know, what the pros and cons are and the way, you know, how you deliver them with the different tags and all that kind of stuff. So that's one way that I came from it. But because one of the things at the time there was obviously, you know, at that point when Gatsby first came around, mostly people were just 
like pre-building their images. So, you know, at build time, chopping them up rather than using um, services that do the resizing on the fly, such as, you know, whether that's a CMS like Contentful or something or Shopify, um, uh, or um, if it's some, some uh, a service like Cloudinary that is a lot, that is more focused on directly on that kind of thing. Um, so this was one of these sort of conflicts that I saw when I was working on the Gatsby plugin. And one of the things that I did at Gatsby was try and put in support for image CDN services like Cloudinary so that you can now, you know, with Gatsby, you were able to use Cloudinary as your, instead of doing build time, you know, for your um, image processing, you would do the build, the, the processing at runtime and it would use Cloudinary. Now, moving along, I moved on from Gatsby um, and then I moved to Netlify where I works with all the frameworks. And obviously, you know, each framework has got its own way of handling images and they, they, you know, some are better than others, but generally there is a, you know, there's a pretty similar kind of approach on a lot of them in that they will either do a thing at build time or they will have some sort of image server that they do at runtime. So, or, you know, somewhere in between. And so obviously the most popular framework is Next.js and the, the way the Next.js does it is that it effectively has its own image server by default and you, it will, you know, it will process the images on the fly. Now, at, this is something that has kind of riled me up. You know, I, I'm working at Netlify. I'm seeing, you know, um, tens of thousands of um, customers who are deploying, you know, uh, Next.js sites every day. And mostly they are using Nextimage directly and it's resizing their images for them, all well and good. But it's resizing images that are coming from a CDN that can do the image site resizing itself. So I was like, this is something that was bugging me and I was going on about, it. I was like, okay, let's get some data. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to breach any of my NDAs there. When I say, basically I pulled up a load of our data and I ran a load of queries to find out what, the, you know, what people were actually requesting and over 50% of the requests, the next JS images coming through to Netlify were loading a source image from somewhere that can resize the images itself. <laughs> And I was like, what is going on here? And a lot of the times they were resizing, they were loading a resized image. And so it was being resized twice. And this is, I think, you know, this is particularly a, a problem with Next.js because it does not make it, you know, it doesn't try to make it easy for you to do that. You know, you can go in there and you can do custom loaders and so on, but it's not something, it's not the happy path. Mm. It's not particularly well documented, you know. So basically you have to create a code component to do it yourself. So that was what led me into this thinking. And I was thinking, is there a way that we can detect this automatically? Little knowing what <laughs> I was getting myself into. <laughs> so basically the very first iteration of Unpick is what I call the universal translator. And that's what's now I call Unpick Lib. And it's basically what it does is a way of manipulating image URLs um, that come from some image CDN. Now, I'm going to apologize now because I use image CDN as a catch-all um, because I need a way of referring to effectively any service that has a URL-based API to do an image transform. And that can be someone like Cloudinary, which is, you know, that's your bread and butter. Um, or it can be something like Shopify, that it's just something that's on the side that probably most people don't even realize it can do. 
or it can be like you know basically every headless CMS will support supports it as well. So that's that's kind of the um, approach there. And see, you know, it, we support everything, you know, um, then, you know. And I think yeah, I might even not be all of them up supported there at the moment. But basically, the idea is that if you have an image that is served from something that can dynamically change it on the fly, we want to be able to detect it. We want to be able to have a common interface to them, because obviously, you know, the um, the uh, each of the different services has got its own great SDKs and APIs for manipulating their URLs and generating them. And um, But if you're trying to do this in an automated way, you can't load up every single SDK for every single one. And so the idea here is to provide an absolute minimum baseline. So I'm not giving you any of your support for your, you know, your lovely effects and text overlays and you know, all this stuff, I'm basically what I'm trying to do is provide the absolute minimum needed in order to do generate an image tag. So resizing, changing the format, cropping, and giving it basically the uh, an interface that gives the standard that is going to work across absolutely everything. One, so, one thing that I loved about what you did with this, speaking about some of the transformations that are there, was that you also invoke the ability to do the automatic format transformations through this as well. So that way, if you are using a service like Cloudinary and you're applying our F-Auto transformation, which is, I think, hopefully people at this program have heard F-Auto at least once mm -hmm. in this. I feel like we, we say it at least 10,000 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but it is to say, like, if you want it to be a JPEG, great. But then if our browser sees that it'd be better as a WebP or as an AVIF or something else, then it would deliver as that. But you also support that too, which is a wonderful thing. So it's where, even though, as you said, it's just a certain amount of transformations that you are supporting, it's still some of the most important ones that you are supporting as well. Absolutely. And it's not just that I support it, I insist on it. Um, yeah. You can override it, but I make it the default. I believe that everyone should use it, as I'm sure that you do as well. So I force it and you have to, you have to try hard to make it not use that. And it uses the equivalent of that for every um, every CDN that supports it. So it uses F Auto there for for Cloudinary, and it uses the equivalent for all, for all of the others that that are able to do it. And not all of them can, but that's that's the basis of it. So you can use this as it stands on its own, and it's not something that is mostly people are going to use on their own because it is a it's a part of the toolkit. It's something that you need. If you are going to be doing something like what I was wanting to do, which is work out a way of doing of automatically intercepting them. Now, as soon as I built this, I suddenly thought back to my my old days of building the Gatsby image component. Now, I still believe the Gatsby image component is really great, but you know it's it's getting on a bit now. It's nearly three years old, and I think that everybody, every framework should have it. You know. The thing that I really liked about the Gatsby one is that firstly, one of the things it's got, it's got the, it's got its own, you know, the different ways of doing the layouts, the resizing and the, you know, the full width or the constrained layouts and the aspect ratio stuff. A lot of that had to be, you know, there was quite a bit of hackery that was needed back in the old days. And it was the same with the Gatsby one. And it's the same with the old Next.js next image. You know, they've, the, the new one released last year gets rid of some of that, but it basically um, most of this stuff can now be done natively. So the, 
the, the web platform can do most of these things yourself. So you can use the CSS, can do aspect ratio now. Um, all of the lazy loading um, is supported by browsers automatically. Um, and you can set all these different best practices in there. So I, I did, um, I, I sort of thought, well, what if I was building an image component today from scratch that worked everywhere for every framework and to none, what would I do and what would I need? And I think it's something that I thought about before, but the missing part that had always been there was a way to resize the images in a generic way. And, you know, if I was going to build something specifically for Cloudinary, then, then great. But, you know, I'm, I wasn't going to do that. I don't work for you guys. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a user and it's something that I find useful. But really what interests me is building stuff for everybody and for, for everything. So suddenly I got a way of taking what I was seeing is over 50% of the image requests that I was getting. Um, and we could just give them a, a component that would work for, for everything. So that was suddenly the point there is like, right, now I have a way of building the source set that is, you know, that's the key that I'm trying to do there. I'm trying to build the URL source set, which involves generating all these different sized images. Um, and so what I thought was, well, you know, this is a, let's think about what the minimum viable modern web image is. And from where I stand, the things that you want in an image on the web, firstly, you want it to be responsive. Right. You know, you need to have all the, you know, you need a source set with sizes that, you know, and they're really, you know, they are not easy to generate. And obviously, you know, you, you, you basically should be using a library to do it for you. Unless you're doing fancy th things with, um, with art direction, you probably just want to let a library do it for you. Um, if you're doing a auto format, you don't need to use a picture tag probably. So you can do it all in an image tag. So, and then we want to do the best practices. And I was like, what are the best practices today? So I had to go, you know, cause obviously the web platform, we love it. It moves, it moves fast. Um, and actually the thing that I found best is where I read loads of stuff and um, the best thing that I read about it was by uh, Steve from Builder.io. He wrote oh, yeah. a brilliant piece that is effectively like, what is the state of the art of in 2023 of best practices for um, web images? And it's things like, you know, decoding async and lazy, la lazy loading and all these, these kind of things in there. So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try and simplify that so that the default is best practices. And um, the other thing that I want to do, which is what I got from the, the Gatsby image thing, is I want to have some defaults for the styling, for the effectively for the resizing. And from that, you also then get what are you going to do for the, you know, that that is going to show what you would generate for the sizes at um, attribute and the source set. So I just shamelessly nicked the ones that we did for Gatsby image because I thought they were good. And that gives, that gives us three layouts there. Um, there's fixed, which is your old school image tag, which is, you know, fixed in size. Um, there's full width, which is hero banner type thing. Um, yeah. Full design optimized for the full width of the screen keeps its, either keeps its aspect ratio or keeps its fixed height. 
Um, and then constrained, which is the one that I make as the default, which is up to a max. You, you set a fixed size, but if your container is smaller, it will resize down to stay in the container. And that that is kind of that's sort of what we now expect a web image to do. So I've made that the default. And from those, I was then able to generate, work out what the best source set and size of attributes and everything were for all of those. So amazing. Truly yeah. amazing. And I, I feel like this is a very natural point for us to work, at least what I'm saying. I like, I would love to see it. So like, so what I would do, so I, I know that you have plenty of demonstrations as we also pointed out, it, you have lots of different support for various types of front-end frameworks out there, Angular, Astro, Spelt, Vue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you have in store for us here? Well, um, I am going to show you some stuff on Astro because Astro is my favorite framework, I think. Um, and, I, you know, Astro obviously supports like loads of different front-end um, front frameworks itself. So you can, you know, you can write your front-end thing in all sorts of different things. But um, what I'm going to be showing here is writing it as an Astro component. Okay. So Astro, if for anyone who's not aware of them, and Astro supports um, .astro files, which are, um, basically like uh, um, an HTML or JSX type syntax. So this this here is basically almost entirely the, the default um, Astro starter. Um, and all I've done is remove the, uh, the, the width of the, um, the main column so that I, I've got, um, so I've got a full width screen here. Um, and you see you've got front matter here, which is where you can put some, some JavaScript. Um, and then you've got the um, the main body here. And the key with the um, uh, unpick is that the syntax for all of them, all of the different frameworks, is very similar. Um, all of them, you know, I've, I've and the, the key is that it's supposed to be as close to an, Im an image tag as possible. So what I'm going to do is, firstly, I'm going to check that I have put a um, actually installed it. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to first install. So I'm using pnpm. So this is my why I've got if Perfect. with it's with um, uh, with shortcuts and stuff in there. So that's if it's looking a bit strange syntax. So there we go. So I've just installed unpick astro here. Um, so now I'm going to import. Uh, image from unpick astro um and now i will stick an image in there so let's um so this is obviously a um i'm going to just grab grab myself uh an image here let's find something cute i've got my little list of images over over on the other side there. Um, and then let's give it, uh, So it looks like at this point, we're adding in some all, we're designating the, the width at 400 pixels in width. And then looks like we're gonna make the height 300 pixels in. in. 
So this is about as simple as you can possibly get for an image tag. As you can see, the syntax is exactly the same as a, an image tag. And you can put, it supports any image attribute as well. So you can put in any, any supported, you know, any supported um, uh, image tag thing, and it will, it will go through and it will support those um, and pass it through. But as it stands, this is like your, your minimum viable tag. Yes. Um, and so let's, let's moment of truth. There we go. So, right. What have I done? I've just made an image. Um, I've just put an image tag in there. Okay. So what we see here is obviously this is just, um, a cloud and re-image. So I've not set anything here other than just passing in the fact that I have an image tag, put in the outs attributes and so on. So there we go. Right. Okay. That was nice meeting you. Goodbye. See you next week. But the key here is when we then inspect it. So that is what we've, what we've generated here is, so this is not just, not just an image tag. So what we've done here is you can see that you can see the parts in there that are, um, let's see if I can blow that one up a bit. So there are parts that you can see that are passed in. So the alt is um, taken straight through. Um, by default, we do lo lazy loading and async decoding. I'll show you some more about that um, after. Um, and then this is the source set that has been generated. Oh, yeah. Okay, now we, now we can see it. <laughs> this is pretty cool. So, that. So, so what we've got here is obviously it's recognized that this is a cloud URL, not hard to do. Um, and so what it's done here is we saw, if we saw here, it was a 400 by 300, um, uh, image that we've, um, that we've done here. So now it is put in those tags there. It's chosen, um, F auto, as we said, and then it's done the CL fill there because that gives the same behavior as, um, the, uh, object fit cover. So that's effectively what, what. I try to emulate is object fit cover. So for people who don't know, know what object fit cover is, it's a CSS attribute that you can apply to an image tag or to you know a, um, a video or whatever. And what it does is it, it resizes the image so without changing the aspect ratio um, to a size where it covers the the um, the view the 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 size of the element that you've created. So if the uh, aspect ratio is is different it will crop it so that it fits perfectly and i think that that is the most natural thing that you can you can have from there so what i've done is i've made the image cdns behave in the same way so this is what i've put on there so and then so what it's doing here is it's obviously it's detected this is a cloudmere url and then it is generated these these sizes so why is it generated these sizes here strain you know it seems pretty arbitrary um, it's not totally arbitrary. There are, there is some reasoning behind it. And you see here, it falls back to a regular image, um, as well, but we've right. got all of these different size ones as well, um, going through there. So we've got the 400 that we requested. We've got an 800. So that's for the two, that's the, for, a uh, uh, for a double, um, resolution in there. And then we've got these other sizes. So these are generated dynamically. And it depends on what the image is, what the um, the size is that we're going to be doing. So to see this a bit better, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the size of the whole thing here. So 
let's change this up to 800 by 600. Okay. Um, and there we've got a larger, a larger image there. So you can see we've got 800 by 600, but now, so this is, uh, a constrained layout. So what you can see here is that the, when this goes smaller, let's put that back to, it will resize with the, um, uh, with the browser as it as it gets smaller. So obviously that also, you know, it's it's less about resizing with the browser. It's more about the fact if you've got it on mobile or something like that, it will um it will not overflow the size. So what we've done with that sizing, so if we go back to the um the source set is so this is a, you know, I've changed it up to 800 and you'll see all these different sizes going down down there there. So we've got the 800 by the 600. Um what's going on here is that Obviously, as you've got the, um, if you've got your um, image being resized here, so at this point where it's on full width and it's on a, you know, it's on, I'm on a um, uh, high resolution monitor. So this is going to have loaded the 800 pixels, uh, the 1600 pixel um, image. So if I open that in a new tab, there we go. It's the 1600 pixel one. So that's what it will have loaded. Um, if I, resize down like this it will try and load the double the size of whatever this is now so i i'm going to see if that works it may not work so um no it's, there we go so 1280 yeah. or something yeah. like that so if you think about it what you want now is you want it to have the images that are it closest to the actual sizes that it wants to request um and the browser is pretty clever about what it what it does. So, the, what what it's doing here is the list of um, the list of images that it's uh, that it's got that it's uh, offering to the the browser is basically the resolutions of the um, various devices that you're most likely to be using. Um, so. If you think about the sort of devices that you'll be getting, it's not the width of them because, you know, a phone may be 320 pixels equivalent wide. No phone is one pixel resolution um, depth. All phones are higher resolution. So you're not going to have any really small ones in there. So what we've got here are basically the widths of um, common device resolutions. So it's going to be able to deliver you um, so 960 here, that's like, uh, um, that's the kind of standard phone, um, width resolution there. Um, and then that's 1080. So that would be like an iPad in vertical. Um, and this goes going all the way up to the maximum, which is 1600, which is twice this resolution here. So, um, I, I was just going to say, okay, I have <laughs> lots of questions. Um, <laughs> Just to make sure I understand what's happening here. So this library that you built, Matt, uses Unpick to detect the image CDN, and then it uses the CDN's technology or their APIs to do the resizing and to get you these formats. But how did you make that happen? Like, that's what I want to understand. Like, okay, I think I understand what's what you did, but how did you do it? You know? So this, the one of the lovely things about the Unpick library, which is where we where I started out, is... It's had a huge number of contributors. Um, mm -hmm. And so the answer there is 
what it's what I've done is I've created a a common um let's go back to my um Yeah, I also want to follow up question before mm. you even answer the first one is it does seem like open source is a theme, you know, even, you know, it's been a theme throughout your career and it's something you're interested in. And I wondered if there's anything that a contributor has contributed that's blown your mind or changed everything or just made the biggest impact or is it ha has it been kind of throughout the years, everyone adding little things here and there to make this beautiful thing? Well, I mean, this, I think the thing, the thing about this one is this is blown up so quickly than I'd ever imagined. I mean, this started in i started this in i think in february um oh. and it's now you know it's like now got like tens of thousands of downloads a week and everything and so it's wow. it's gone absolutely crazy the thing that i so i've the thing that's really blown me away is the quite the number of different contributors that i've had from mm -hmm. things so i started off putting in a few that i wanted to you know that i that I, you know, just to try it out, I started with the ones that were the most, um, most popular and I immediately started getting contributions and it was from both a mixture of users and also people from the, the companies themselves. Um, and so like, uh, your colleague Colby has been a great help in there. And I, I mean, I, I know Colby from when I was doing stuff at Gatsby because he was helping me out on the image stuff back then. Um, so I think, uh, I think I've probably got some of uh yeah so colby's great regex of doom for passing uh cloud and the urls there so um but what i've done is i've created a a kind of a common interface that makes it um gives a sort of standard way for to add a new cdn and you can basically put in there it gives it so what what i have is um the a way of then of you uh detecting so we will have domains here. So the domains will be done about which ones will, if it matches the domain exactly, it will say it will use that CDN. Um, or if there's a, a subdomain, some of them use a subdomain. So there we go. Cloudinary, anything under cloudinary.com is detected as Cloudinary um, or WordPress is, you know, fileswordpress.com. And then some of them it's done by a path. So if it's slash next image, then you know it's a Next.js one and so on. So that's that gives you um, this this means that then you can though go through and add the support for these. And then it, I just give a common interface for formatting and detecting, um, detecting the URL. So um, that's, that's the basis of, of this. And so for the unpick library here, it's had quite a few um, uh, contributions. But the, the thing that then took it to the next level was when I then started using it for building these components. So this is kind of, this was like this started starting point. Um, and then that just blew up once I started to do different frameworks. And I've had the thing that really amazed me is like the, the number of, uh, like basically the kind of people behind all of these, um, all of these frameworks who have jumped in and, you know, so there, there we go. That's Steve from Bits, founder of Builder.io. There's, Zach is the for, who built Eleventy and WebC in there. Well, and right next and, door, I see yeah, a lot. Our buddy from Stackbit as well. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, Elad built 
built um has been building some of the parts in there as well um and there we go there's there's colby in there who's been been helping out too yeah ben from uh svelte kit and um uh there we go so um that's uh, david from solid js and this is that's just you know that's just a few of them and basically everybody has come in and just jumped in there because you know if you if you look at the list of supported frameworks on in here, um, you know, I said I've been around for a while, but I I am not <laughs> I am not an expert in all of these different frameworks. Now, I did write the sort of initial version of each of them, but all of them have then had some, you know, most of them have had then somebody come along very politely and said, Yes, Matt, maybe there's a probably a better way of doing this, or you know, you've probably completely forgotten ways, you know, if but this is so that's been the thing that's been super fun is having is this combination of being able to try all these different frameworks, building building a uh you know, a component for each one, and then having created this sort of single component, you know, it's almost like one of these exercises of saying, this is the way that you can, you know, try out all these different frameworks by building the same thing in each one. Now, that was a sort of what I did, you know, but each then you have the benefit of then having the maintainer of that framework then come along after and sort of gently explain to you why you've done it wrong. Um, so that's kind of where the way that this has gone. And it's, you know, it is obviously a lot of the frameworks have got their own, um, got their own uh, existing uh things in there that have you know so they've got um they've got their own uh, uh image components but not all of them do and this is a great way of them having the ability to add an image uh thing to their um uh to their framework without needing to uh build something from scratch so that's one of the nice things there but it's also is a way for um you guys and I know that Colby has been using Unpick in working on some of the Cloudinary um, components as well. So it's kind of it's um, I sort of suddenly found myself being this way of bringing together all of these different you know competitors working together on on these open source things. So that you know both the sort of um, in the framework side, but also in the the CMS and CDN and e-commerce side of it as well. So. Um, and it's it's this sort of you know it's it's the best of open source from my point of view. It's that all these people collaborating on building, trying to build something that's better, you know, build something that's better for the web. And the winner, the winners are the you know the people whose browsers are loading less and are having nicer looking images and are able to not resize things twice. And you know, so and so it just. This the point with this is that it's just so, and it, you just don't need to think about it. So, like you know, obviously we've got the um, the example here with with Cloudinary, um, but say you you know I'm gonna I'm gonna load up. Uh, um, you've got a Shopify site, for example. So I'm just gonna grab a grab an image, and if I stick that in there instead. Um, oh. Um, then I got that and in obviously Shopify has got its own syntax for its, 
images. It's no, really yeah. simple. And it's just dropped in there. And I think the point there is that you don't even need to know what the image is, where the source is. You just pass it in there and it will it will go through there and it will it will do it. And that means that, you know, you can you can do that without needing to, you know, have any friction really. So and these obviously you can look at this and say, well, I, you know, I know what that is. That's Shopify one. You know, it's pretty simple. I can see that that's a Shopify image or, you know, or whatever, even um, more, even the easier. You could say, okay, well, obviously that's Cloudmary. It says Cloudmary right there in the URL. But the point being that this could be coming from a database somewhere. This could be coming from a, a CMS or something like that. And you don't want to then have to, you know, come up with different, you know, obviously you could just say, oh, okay, I'm just going to offload these all up to Cloudmary and let Cloudmary handle all of my images. And I'm sure you would say, thank you very much. I'm with, and you'll do a wonderful job of it. But, you know, obviously I don't think there's any point in doing that for, um, if you've got it coming from Shopify, um, in this, in this sort of situation, but at the same time, you can do stuff where you can say, we'll make it fall back to that. So we will have an image in here and we will say, um, I want to force it to be handled by Cloudmary. Um, and then it will be, a, it sh you know, this is, this is something that's still not fully there. It is something I've actually been working with Colby on, but it's about you basically will then just tell it, you know, I want the CDN to be Cloudmary um, and it will try and process that image with Cloudmary, even if it's not a Cloudmary image. Um, and it, May so it may then be able to pass it off as a URL to Cloudmary and get to get Cloudmary to Cloudmary to handle it. Um, obviously, not all um, sources can do that, but um, Cloudmary can. But you know, you obviously have to have it set up in your account to be able to right. um, to be able to handle that. But the idea is that the defaults need to be super simple, and um, so just just kind of make it so that the def you you know, by default you're doing the best practices and well and one thing that i'm noticing here because you you point out something that you as you're right like if i look at url structure i can see if something's coming from shopify i can see if something's coming from cloudinary because it's referenced inside the url but where i've seen actually get really confusing sometimes for developers is when you start putting c names in front of these content delivery network delivered services so mm -hmm. it might be coming from assets.matcane.com or something like that and you're like well what is this what service is behind this and so you're kind of adding that layer of opaqueness to it. So I, I like the fact that once again, yeah, it may not be readily apparent, but you put it in there, it works, it recognizes where it's coming from and the agnostic aspects of all the different frameworks that are coming in, it's fantastic. I mean, it makes sense why I remember before we got the chance to even talk here today, I remember Kent Dodds mentioned this to me saying, I love this unpick project. I'm like, okay, if Kent likes something, there's a reason for it. <laughs> And then same situation, Alad from Stackbit was reaching out to me saying, look what I'm contributing to. And it's like, oh, why, why are all these amazingly smart people caring? And I think we just demonstrated that very well today. You did demonstrate this very well there today with um, being able to show how simple and easy it is to be able to work with images, get the right source sets, get the right sizes, and not have to know all the ins and outs about the SDK, about the service, that it just, it works. This is pretty magical. So I know that one of the things that, that Kent um, particularly liked is some of the placeholder support in there. So, you know, we, placeholders are, you know, a particularly difficult thing in there. And I mean, I'm a big fan of just using a dominant color thing in there. And it's, it's one that I'm not trying to do automatically. 
what I can do is I can just see if I'm able to um, get this. Uh, so that's unpicked pixels there, which is the um, thing on there. And then I actually, I'm not going to do this now. I'm not going to do this now. I'm going <laughs> to, I, I realize that I need to, I, I, I did this. There's, there's so many different ways that you can get into this. And the, I think the point about this one is that these, these parts of it are very much the simple, um, you can just do it and it just works and it's works straight out of the box. Now the, the background part of it, um, the placeholders are, um, are a lot more decisions need to be made on it. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, you can, um, just do, uh, a background auto on there and then you will get a um a low quality oh i see that yeah that's so that's brilliant. the these that's the sort of the easy one from that and that that basically is is not the sort of the most perfect ideal one there but basically what it does there is you can see um let's let's make this a bit a bit easier to see um but you can see what it's done here is it's just created a very, very tiny image as the background um, in using CSS. So it's not ideal because it does still need to load it over the network. So, but that's just so that one is there because it's really easy to do. Um, you don't need to implement anything at build time or anything like that. Um, but uh, the, there are lots of other options in there that I'm going to try and put in more ways to make them, you know, more magical and automatic in the background without having to deal with it. The rest of the other the parts of it are a lot more um, kind of lower level things that are designed to be used as a kind of part of a toolkit for building other other parts. So it's the and it's unpick image, which is the the kind of if you just want to put an image on your website and it to work and to look great and to perform well, then just use it and it you are using one of the supported um frameworks then it should just work straight out of the box there. love and, it yeah i love it this is so great matt and uh, your time is valuable and uh, and as you pointed out this project can we can probably spend a whole like four or five hours just diving into all the different details <laughs> that are available to it but the great thing is that i think within the time that we've had together we've shown how simple and easy it is for a developer to implement this amazing work that you've done here so Thank you once again for showing this and also just contributing to development ease. Um, one thing that we hear a lot of developers kind of say glibly is they always say like, well, I'm lazy, so I try to make this as simple as possible. It's like, that's a good thing. And you've made their job even easier to be able to pull off. So thank you for all this amazing work here, Matt. And Matt, for, that have further questions for you. Is there a specific place they should be going to for that? Uh, well, probably still the best place to find me is on Twitter. Um, so, uh, my, uh, I think you can stick my, stick my name up on the, on the, on there somewhere, but my name is Escorbic, which is A-S-C-O-R-B-I-C. Um, and I'm the same, it's the same as my GitHub username. So you can, um, you can copy it from there. Um, so that is probably still the best place to find me. But I think, I think the thing with this is that the superpower for this is that, it's gets it gives there's like so many ways that people can contribute to it so my favorite way for people to get involved is to open a pr um and if you and the, you know the on-ramp is not big you know if there is if you work you know people can go on there and they can find uh you know if they're wanting to add some supports or some little thing for some 
feature in the image CDN. You know, I literally had um, somebody add in a, you know, somebody did a con contribution today to add a support for targeting the image tag in lit. Um, now I've, you know, that's, I, I don't know the details of the, how to use the part pseudo uh, selector in, um, in the shadow DOM, but somebody did and they needed it and they came along and opened a PR and I checked it out, made it look great and I shipped it. And so that is now out there. And if you've got some itch, if you've got some framework in there that I don't know about, um, cause I've got, you know, I got most of them, I got most of them in there. Um, but if not, you know, you, I would love to see some contributions in there, open up a, open up a PR, open up an issue, you know, I mean, please, if you've got, if it's not, you know, if, if you need, uh, if you need something in there, you open a, open an issue, um, or, you know, but yeah, open a PR is the best, is the best way. Um, I'm very, very open to contributions. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems like your openness to contributions is part of what made this so great so quickly. Um, and I, before you go, I just have one follow-up question, which has to do with video. So we've been talking about images on PIC. Obviously, this is image-specific, but this has really all happened so quickly. I wonder if you have any future plans for Unpic or if you've thought about incorporating video into this whole flow or if you have any general plans for the future of Unpick? So, I mean, video is something that is, it's something that quite a few people have asked about. It's one that I'm not looking at immediately um, because the scope of it is, it's like taking it to another, another level. Yeah. Um, I think, and it, you know, it is obviously something that is, you know, big people use it a lot, but it's not anywhere near the scale of images because every website's got an image on it pretty much. Um, so that's why I'm focusing on images at the moment. Um, the, but next steps are, I think I kind of hinted them on, at them already. Um, it's all about making it easier to use. And I want to make more of these features more accessible um, so that particularly things like the placeholder parts, I want those to be working better. I want to be able to do more of the sort of taking account of knowing when it's being run on a server, for example, and knowing that it's able to do stuff there that's not going to be blocking the rendering then. It's sort of kind of, it's got a bit more budget to deal with stuff when it's running on the server. So I would like to be able to be a bit smarter on that about knowing those things. Because at the moment, I'm very, you know, it's very much treated as, do the absolute minimum possible. I mean, one of the rules that I have in there is that there's no runtime JavaScript at all, aside from, you know, the actual render. So you can SSR it and turn JavaScript off and it will work. So that is one of my baseline rules. So that's why I don't have any fancy animated blur up replacement stuff or any of that kind of things. It's so, but I, what I want to do is be able to do as much as possible without anybody needing to jump in and do, you know, think too much about it and so that that's where i want to go further is about making more of those features work just sort of magically magically or because you've you put in the work to make it seem like it's magic <laughs> well that's 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 what's hard is you know it, it takes a lot of work to make these things easy so you know absolutely well matt wonderful work and we will i, I feel like we're going to have to talk again because there's Lots of contributions that are going to be coming in between by the time that P 
people are watching this, once they have a chance to truly absorb all the material that we've covered here today. So, and hopefully they're guiding the path of it. So don't be a stranger, come on back and we would love to talk more about what this product is and things that you've learned from working with all the different CDN providers, then also all of the different services that like Cloud Area when it comes to images, transformations, what can do. So this is wonderful. Keep it up, Matt. Well, thanks a lot for having me. It's been a, been a pleasure. Absolutely. So, Jen, I would love to know, what's your big takeaway here? Oh, man, lots, lots. I mean, I feel like we just scratched the surface with what Unpick is um, capable of. I mean, just like a one demo, I, I think we could have done 100 demos and new things could have been discovered. And I'm just so blown away with how fast this all February, that was just a few months ago, I figured there had been years um, working on this project. And um, you know, it's just amazing what what he's what he's doing. I mean, there's no client side JavaScript and how quickly everything loaded when when he was doing the demo. And I, I'm just I'm just blown away that the, the CSS that handles the, the the resizing and it keeps aspect ratio and serves all these options. It avoids layout shift. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. So I mean, lots of takeaways. And then just sort of like a zoomed out takeaway is um you know, even on this episode, Matt was kind of uh, kind of like a call to action, right? Like anyone who wants to, you know, submit a PR, just even an issue. Like, I think that's part of why this all happened so fast is his openness to contributions and, and other minds. And, and uh, that's just that's that's really impressive to me and really cool and uh, inspiring. <laughs> I agree. And I think the thing that's exciting about this is you touched upon it is there's passion here. There's people that mm -hmm. really care about this. There's developers out there that really want images to work well, simply. Mm -hmm. And we and just the amount of contributions that have come in, whether saying support this framework, support this service, and being able to guide a lot of the efforts that Matt's really touched into. I think he's hit a nerve in a way that people are like, okay, I need to respond to this. And that's why I think this has accelerated so deeply. And I'm, I appreciate such an amazing engineer like him being able to drive this initiative forward. So, and it makes me really excited, frankly, for Cloudinary because yeah. we've shown a very easy path to someone to use our services, whether they're using it already, like say they're a new developer coming into a project and they're already coming in when they had a Cloudinary account or somebody that's just saying, I need to create a really nice, easy, simple source set I know F Auto is going to be in there because he says it's default. And as we've shown, even like, I mean, the background thing is kind of mind blowing what he was able to show right there. So there's just a lot here. So I, I'm really, really excited by this. Um, hopefully this comes across in a way that people say, yeah, I can now actually do this thing that maybe didn't come as naturally when I just reviewed certain details from other frameworks, from other services. It's all going to come together now very nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even maybe contribute to it and just, yeah, really highlighting that performant images are important and that is what people want. And uh, thanks to Matt for helping helping everyone do it better. Totally true. And this is probably a good call to action to make sure that everybody knows that this is a open source repository, as we pointed out. So this is going to be inside of Matt's GitHub repo. So as you'll see here, Asorvik, and if you go ahead and just dive into this, You'll see that Unpick is right there at the top, thanks to the pinned work that you did there. And then if for some reason this is a little too hard for you to remember, always remember unpick.pics is also the site that has a lot of this information there with nice little emojis that help point people to the right areas. On top of all of this, 
remember that we do have many years of podcasts. We've been producing a clan to talk with developers like Matt and others that are really pushing the boundaries of what web delivery for images, web delivery for videos, as you mentioned, Jen, is all about. So make sure to ch- take a look at some of that podcast material. That's going to be at cloudinary.com slash podcasts or wherever you do enjoy listening and watching podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, also even on our own training site, which is our Cloudinary Academy, which is at training.cloudinary.com. We also host them there. And lastly, but very importantly, make sure you are checking out our Cloudinary community to have conversations about some of the things that are coming from developers like Matt and finding out other ways to be utilizing a lot of things that comes to when it comes to image management, image delivery, and all of the details around this. And I know that we're releasing all sorts of fun libraries for some of the frameworks that Matt and I mentioned with Jen in this episode, like Svelte. So there's lots to be paying attention to when it comes to that Cloudinary community too. So Jen, any final thoughts before we let our audience go on with their day? Okay, not final thoughts, but if you open up your screen to share it again, I was just thinking um, a little Easter egg uh, in Matt's GitHub. Uh, If you open it up and uh, there's like a link to click on it just for listeners to check out. Um, I was checking it out uh, last week is he created the fastest camera flash. Like there's a link to it I saw on his about me on his GitHub just now when you were when you were uh, showing it. But um, that's something that people can look for as well. We didn't get to highlight it um, on this episode, but it's definitely something cool to check out and interesting and different and just had to shout shout Matt out while we had him on um, during his episode today. So check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really that's cool. wonderful. And, and I, I, liked, I liked the little Easter egg at the end of the episode too. So that was a great catch. Yeah, yeah you got this far. Make sure to check out the flash. Looks really, really cool to me. Very cool. So on behalf of everybody at Cloudinary, on behalf of Matt, hopefully, and of course, Jen as well, everybody at Cloudinary and that helped produce this episode. Thank you for being a part of this Dev Jams episode and come on back because we're going to keep talking with more amazing developers about the inspiring, innovative, interesting things that they are doing with images and videos on the web and mobile today. So take care and we'll see you at the next one. 